welcome back to another episode of Video Game Mythos Podcast. I'm here, and with me today, I have my co-host, my luscious friend, Ryan Wilfong. What is up, man? Hi, how are we doing? I'm good, I'm good. So, it's weird hearing two voices on this show. I know this was, it started as a solo project, but we wanted to get together and bring you guys something just a smidge different today. I know we normally grab some video game characters, smash open their backstories, and just kind of dig through them and give you some of the weird nitty-gritty facts on them. Uh, but we decided we would do kind of a retrospect episode and try to get more people involved in what we're doing, and we figured we'd try out this format, see what would come of it. I'm pretty excited to do this, too, because I feel like our hit the nail on the head, so to speak, from some of the ideas that we've hit the ground with running, and if we can get some new stuff on the table, then I feel like that's just going to expand our horizons and make video game mythos even better. Yep, and to, to touch on something that you said in your episode with Vivi, this podcast was created to be for the people and by the people. So we want to get your ideas, we want to get your suggestions, we want to get your input on just about everything that we're doing. And we want everyone to be as involved in this as humanly possible. And by everyone to be involved, we mean we want you around us always. Near us, in our hearts, in our minds, in our ears. And on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, sending us those character suggestions and why you think they'd be good characters. And like Ryan stated in Vivi, if they do end up in honorable mentions, that doesn't mean we can't bring them back around and touch on them again later. Okay, so for a little bit of a review of what we've done here at Video Game Mythos, um, we've talked about how we've deep dived in some of these characters and we want to kind of expand our horizon. So we're here today to talk about this. And one of the things that we're going to start with in this episode is we're just going to kind of touch base on the things that we've liked of our previous episodes and what we've gotten the most feedback on throughout the first four episodes of Video Game Mythos. So, Michael, of the first episode where you talked about Navi, tell me, even though you're going to be biased because you wrote and record the entire thing, <laughs> but what was the most fun thing about that project? I think it was the surprise factor that came into it. So we had... Uh we obviously had Alex Butera recommend the character. So whenever I started to research and record, uh, and a lot of that I did with him, um, we immediately came across like the most like depressing stuff about this character. Which is always so, juicy. Yeah, it was great. So like we're we're going over this stuff and we're reading it, and it was just like you know at the beginning of any any time we get together to hang out, everyone's always excited, everyone's pumped, and it's like we start to read, and it just got really sad and really depressing, and we're just sitting there like almost in tears, like. This childhood character <laughs> that we both love, we both love and love to hate, just like everyone else does with Navi. They're just like, oh my god, like now I feel bad for hating this character. But <laughs> so that was definitely my favorite part was finding a way to deliver that to the listener in a way that would be just as surprising to them. And that's the majority of the feedback that I've gotten too was that they didn't know that how depressing and I guess connect those dots of just how like, wow, she's actually just dead. Holy crap. <laughs> I remember uh, hearing you talk about um, when you were doing some research for this project and how when, when, it, when at point in time when you came to realize that Navi was short for navigation. Oh, man. And like it was the little fairy that navigates you throughout the game. And you, you said, you said, I just sat there, stared at the computer for like 40 seconds straight in absolute wonder. 
how did I not realize this? Yep. And, that, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened with uh, other people that, that I work with that listen to. They, they jumped on it and they walked like mid-episode. They stopped it and like walked over to my desk <laughs> and they're like, Navi, navigate what? Like, I'm just blown away <laughs> by this. 20, 20 years, 25 years this game has been out and it's people just now coming to the forefront. That Kudos is to you, Nintendo. <laughs> well, you, do you think they did that on purpose? Or do you think Navi is like Japanese for some other term that just the happens to be English prefix of navigation? I didn't come across that. The research seemed to state that it was specifically made for like Navi navigation. Like that's, that's what really it was funny. made for. So it's one of those things that's right in front of your face the entire time. Yep. And then when you when it's been there for so long and then you realize that it's like, oh, yeah. How? Yeah, and even in uh, the Four Swords adventure and the, the Tri-Force tri Heroes, where you got the little Four Swords links, and the, the little navigation points are called Navi points. And I still didn't make that connection. Like, that is I, I'm just so blinded by this fact. I really love those sort of things, though, that, that you realize later, because then it, I don't know, you look at it a whole new way. Yep, and I think another another thing that I really liked about Navi was the fact that I didn't I didn't want us to lead into this with like a just a pounding hitter of a character, and I because I want people to realize that the reason we're doing this is because you can take any character regardless and of find their, a lot about exactly them. regardless of their significance or how much people love to hate them or love them or hate them, then you can find something to make it really juicy, and I think regardless of what people knew, everyone that listened found something new for them with that character. So what, talking about that and taking that concept and applying it to episode two, what do you think you found in episode two that was of that type? So the thing that I wanted to bring out in episode two that brought the same piece home was a lot of the stuff that you find about Navi was not actually canon lore. Yeah. And the stuff with Samus, there's a lot of lore. And anyone that's played a Metroid game knows, I mean, 90% of the game is reading because you'll come across things in your scan logs and things you'll find that harken back to other pieces of lore in the Metroid universe. And it's it's the player exploring into it. Exactly. And, you know, if you don't have that aspect of exploration, then you're not finding what has been designed to understand in the game. But the things that we're kind of talking about are the interpretations that aren't really how the game's been designed to be perceived. Right. It's more about how people have received it and then what they've kind of determined based off of that, right? Right, absolutely. But and that was that was one thing that I wanted to touch on with Samus was, you know, in a with a character where there's so much lore and so much speculation. Well, you around. know, like you said, um, any any video game that has a great foundation for a, a campaign or any sort of lore, you're gonna have people making mangas and their own like fan fictions about it. And Samus is one of those that really sets you up. And this is coming from a person who hasn't played very many Metroid games. I might have played it on a retro pie once when I had, you know, <laughs> a few hundred million games to choose from and Metroid was one of them, but it was one of those things, you know, you were just hanging out with a few guys, having a few beers, sitting there playing a random game. Okay, this one's not good. Go to the next one and Metroid happened to be one of those few. So I didn't get that deep dive sensation of it, but as you were telling the story throughout episode 2, I'm sitting there listening and I'm like this has like a Halo-esque sort of universe to it. It absolutely and, does. And, and really, the only reason it wasn't as appealing to me back in the day was because I was playing Twisted Metal and listening to Rob Zombie. So, oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that distracts you real good. It makes you want to tear up stuff. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, it was the PlayStation era for me, and, and the Nintendo era was, was much, much later. 
Yep, the, the evolution of the Metroid games as a whole, not just, I mean, in the, the Samus character, she's in every one of them, but the evolution of that character and the games throughout time, it went from just being the side-scroller platformer to being the side-scrolling adventure to being this first-person shooter, and then it went to being like a, a third-person shooter with Other M, and now they're looking to expand their horizons, bringing back the first-person aspect, but bringing in more and more and more of the new age shooting mechanics. And now we're looking at all those things on top of like a store, a purely story, no multiplayer base. I mean, that's something that is lost nowadays. So finding that and mixing it back in with like tons and tons of lore, like a very kind of Destiny-esque yet, you know, actually in game and not online and stupid cards you have to go find. <laughs> so uh, it will, it's bringing that kind of life out of the character and bringing it to everyone in a way that's not gonna spoil the story and the lore that's actually in the game and that was one thing reason i didn't touch on a lot of those other weird little facts on samus is because they're they're hidden and nested in the game for people to find themselves and that's not what we're about at video game mythos i want it to be about the things about the myth you can't get yeah you can't get in the video games so uh similar question so whenever you dived into vivi so you mentioned in the in the episode that this character had a lot of significance to you what exactly was it that drew you to bring this character out for everyone to hear? Not just not just its personal significance to you, but what made you think that everyone else would find it that mess, that much interesting as well? Well, I, I don't think people did. Uh, I, some of the, the things you'll see about Vivi online are like one out of a dozen people will actually read into some of the things that he did. Um, but really, what it's kind of what you talked about. It's not about what was there in the game. Because, you know, you don't know what's going on in this character's mind, but there were there's a lot of moments when Vivi was kind of to himself, and he would just say one or two words, and just those one or two words would kind of make the person who's, who's listening or who's viewing think, what's going on in that guy's mind? And by, by making the, the entertainee or the viewer think those questions, it really opens up the palette of explore, explorability for that character. And, you know, it, at no point in time was, was Vivi a major vocal, um, except for maybe one or a few times when he, he really kind of stood up for what he believed and, and became a little bit of a badass. And that's, I think, kind of where it, where it hit home for me was because there was big scenes where like three or four different characters were talking. And Vivi was the one guy that was kind of over there to himself. And I'm over there, like, relating to him. Like, what is he thinking? And he'll come up and say one word, or he'll be confronted, because he looks just like the enemies. You know, he is a mage. That's what Queen, Queen Brawn and everyone manufactured as a bunch of these mages. So a lot of times he's confronted, and everyone's automatically scared by him, but he's never hurt anybody. So he's automatically off-put, and he feels bad, because all these people think that he's part of the evil people, and, he, and he's not. So I kind of I kind of related to that a lot, and throughout the campaign, I, it really really hit home with me when he when he passed away. Yeah, that's that is rough. So I mean, and that's that kind of adds a new like aspect of the things that you know draw us to some of the characters. So like we had somewhere something that was uh, with Samus, it was about the transparency of the character. Mm -hmm. With uh, with Vivi, it was about the mystery and the relatability. And with Navi, it was about their perspective. So regardless regardless of which angle you're bringing at these characters. That's kind of the goal of this podcast is to to try to hit the characters with each one of those angles to see if there's something we're not missing, see if there's something we can grab and something we can pull out for everyone to hear. Well, I think overall so far, our, our characters 
they could have been any other character, but to be honest, you do a dang good job at your research and at your presentation. So, I, I mean, I feel like we have, you know, the ingredients in the boiling pot, so to speak, to, to kind of hit the ground running with any good ideas that we would get. And that's kind of why I thought today might be a good day to just kind of talk about that. And, you know, now that we've established what we've liked about our previous episodes and kind of where we, where our mentality is with it, um, I think it'd be a good idea to maybe brainstorm a little bit and kind of try to think about, you know, not only just deep diving into characters, but what other topics do you think would be appropriate for video game mythos, but maybe kind of hitting on the frontier of New Horizons mm. for video game mythos. <laughs> kind of put me on the spot there. That was kind of <laughs> Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll break the ice here for you a little bit. One of the things I thought might be a good thing to go into isn't just a single character, but maybe kind of looking into a story in general and kind of, you know, when we talk about one character, it's from an individual's perspective. Um, one example I can think about is and it's so confusing because they're really good at switching up the timeline and it's a popular franchise but halo um a lot of people don't understand what is actually happening throughout the halo franchise because to them it's just a i'm a badass let's shoot that grunt haha i'm gonna laugh because you because the grunt says not again when i stick him you've been stuck before you grunt that's hilarious and move on you know they're not looking at what is the operations of the unsc what is the disposition of the covenant the prophet himself is saying that this is a holy ring and that we have to do this but really the unsc the the, the humans have discovered that the halo rings have are actually weapons of destruction and they destroy all life the ring itself is a device that's designed to completely annihilate all life in the event that the flood would breach containment and the flood has breached containment so the halo device should be going off and so I, I think it would be a good idea just as that as an example and i've kind of already went off into it but that <laughs> episode five everyone <laughs> <laughs> but you know i think we could we could look into storylines like that and it's not just from one title it's not just from one character but it's of the overall development of the game and just trying to get a better understanding of what the hell's happening here because you know halo's a good example of not all the time it's a clear picture for everyone right and maybe maybe another thing and uh, you got my brain kind of spinning here is and you have and halo could be an example of this too it's it's pretty linear but a lot of those big games out there they release and then people enjoy the story and they kind of drop it and then the next game comes out and they you know do, they do the same thing not figuring out how those games kind of intertwine exactly timelines and, and halo's bad about that because like halo one is like after a lot of halo 2 and halo 3 and i probably said that wrong i didn't know but that yeah it's later and and it's funny because a lot of times people will be like, oh, I, th I thought it was just one, two, three, four, but really like, no, no, I <laughs> I, I learned today. Like <laughs> I probably said it wrong though. So uh, okay, well I I may have learned today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there yeah, is I mean, something like that where one of them jumps back and like is a, is a pre. Or you know, that, and even if it's not true, the whole point of this is the perspective. So like you have some people like say Legend of Zelda. Some people will take that timeline. Nintendo, a couple years back, released the official timeline, but then let's say Breath of the Wild. It has not been placed in that timeline yet, so there's all kinds of speculations as to, they saw this in the game, that means it should be after this game. They saw this, well no, it falls in this timeline. So breaking those things down and kind of bringing them forward as well could also be really interesting. Well, I think it's, it, it, what do you think about that general idea? Like going away from just the myth about a character and going into like, more like the game. 
I think it will expand not only the scope of the show, but the time frame we're doing. We're touching not on one character, but an entire story and what it means to us, what it means to you know the broad audience and the research that we found. I like that. And another thing I think might be important, so this, I'm just going to go straight into another idea here, is um, time-sensitive releases. So we can plan for them too. So in a moment, say, when there's a big release, like say November 11th, there's a new Call of Duty coming out. Um, we might actually be able to plan for and have a little episode that week of a Call of Duty release. And on that week, you know, people are going to be searching for Call of Duty related things. Hey, here's this podcast that you might also find where we're talking about the canon lore behind Call of Duty. What? There's lore in Call of Duty. I thought we just shot things. And it might be one of those things that we can go into and also be like just a little bit of pre-sight, a little bit of foresight for planning. And, and all of a sudden you have a, a release that's going to come out on the same time that you know, a big release is happening and that's going to help generate some, some in- input. Yeah, absolutely. And that, not only would that generate more input, but it also hopefully increase our idea pool. So true. Um, and that's what this is all about. You know, we're trying to just brainstorm here. Basically, you know, some of these ideas, we're definitely not going to talk about Halo because it's definitely not my favorite game on the planet, but it's, it's my favorite game because not because of the story. That's one of those after products that came because the mechanics are badass. And I liked going into two-player mode and uh, just by myself and taking the second player and killing them repeatedly. So that way every time he spawned with grenades and all of a sudden there's a pile of 50 grenades and then I shoot one of the grenades and then there's 50 explosions at once and it sends a Warhog flipping through the air like Eddie Gordo from Tekken when someone doesn't know how to do combos and they just mash at the buttons randomly. That was just, that was like an emotional roller coaster of video game knowledge. You just threw it at me right there. I don't know what to think. But I, I think the idea that you're talking about your your love of Halo on video game mythos is perfect because the only thing that is truly a myth would be me beating Ryan at Halo. That's definitely a myth. It's only in only in myth. It just it's never gonna happen. I can't even beat my little brother. Or I don't have a little brother. I can't even beat my little sister at Halo. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I definitely couldn't beat my little brother because he doesn't exist. <laughs> so one idea, and maybe this could definitely help with. Uh, not only exposure, but definitely some engagement with our audience. And hopefully you guys like hearing this. What about bringing people in to talk about their favorite characters? Okay. That, that sounds good. I would want to be here for that. Well, come on down. I mean, <laughs> we got me, you, get someone else in here. They bring the character idea to the table. They bring the research to the table. Well, I want to let them present why they think this would be a good That sounds like an idea. awesome idea. And then we could give our feedback on it. David, whether it's from a fresh perspective or something we look into prior, I think it'd be really cool to just get a get a fresh take on what something that they're presenting. Because, you know, like you stated earlier when you were talking, we do these characters and we're looking at it from one perspective. They bring their characters, they bring it from their perspective, and maybe we'll hear what they're saying and go, well, what would we think about this? So one of the things that uh, someone brought up with Navi was, you know, Navi, we touched on it in the episode, you know, they came into this world, she was spawned into existence, she fulfilled her purpose, and she left because it was perceived that her purpose was fulfilled so she would die. Where did that come from? So we were like, okay, what about these, you know, when you bottle up a fairy and you die and it comes out and it heals you and then it disappears, it's gone. Like it fulfilled its purpose. So like all these fairies that were with the kids are one color mm-hmm. are the other fairies, red fairies, are they for just healing? Like what, you know, <laughs> all these other kind of little theories that popped up just because we were just spitballing ideas. And this something was something like, that you that you talked with somebody about after the show. 
Yeah, absolutely. This didn't not this all happened uh, in, earlier before we actually recorded. I recorded the episode with Navi, but that kind of idea where we're sit down and spitballing. One person brings an idea to the table, and the other person's like, "Yeah, what about this?" And then we get really that'd good cool content. To, that'd be cool it. to discuss too. Yeah, no, I think, I think cool. um, and and I'm going to be the devil's advocate here, but I think we should just try to make sure that um, yeah, that you know we have 13 palm trees. We have a lot of different projects. And I think we just need to kind of make sure that we're not overcommitting. And so this might be like a one-off thing that we do, maybe. And that way, you know, if, if one day we have time and we can just pull somebody like like Alex Butera, the guy who's, who submitted Navi. Um, do you know him personally? I do. Absolutely. Well, that might be a good time to get someone to come in and maybe talk about something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we'll, we'll that's a good idea. We'll write that one down, put it in the idea bucket. Maybe visit it again later. Idea bucket. You say it like there's a whole bucket of ideas. There is. Go upstairs and look. There's also a turd in it. Uh, (laughs) It's called the Epiphany Toilet for a reason, all right? The idea bucket. I was just trying to be a little cleaner. I'm sorry. Well, you know, sometimes you just need to be brutally honest. I mean, that's where I have most of my ideas. What else do I have to do on the toilet? Um, Yeah, that's, well, pooping. That's, you know, my primary (laughs) task when I'm there. Well, I mean, like... And trust me, I'm good at it. If you forget your smartphone, there's only so many times you can read, like, the, the Febreze air bottle of <laughs> so many times. But we do do that. <laughs> I do. I really look for any time in a conversation that I can say do-do and somebody doesn't even bat an eye. Like, didn't you just do it right there? Like, yeah, I did. And you didn't bat an eye, which is why I said it. And we're talking about poop, and then I said do-do. Nothing. You're so funny. <laughs> shut up. Just shut funny. up. <laughs> yeah, see, I connect. If you draw an F, I connect the two tops. Oh, hey, the guys, this has been Michael and Ryan. <laughs> no, but but for real, the whole idea for this episode was to get together and brainstorm some ideas and touch on, you know, why we've done the things that we've done. And hopefully you guys have found this rather enjoyable and in- engaging. So keep in mind, the whole point of this podcast is to get you involved with what we are doing. So if you have a video game character or even a story that you would like for us to touch on, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, email me at Michael at 13 Palm Trees, email Ryan at Ryan at 13 Palm Trees.com. Um, hit us up with those ideas, who, what the character or the story is, why you think it would be good, and hopefully we'll end up being on an episode. And, you know, depending on how our, idea, our ideas roll out, maybe we'll even have you on the show. I really like how we've kind of organically presented some ideas to one another kind of rolled off each other as ideas and you know we this was a minimal amount of time we can spend to kind of try to bring the viewer and engage them in that so i think this episode is going to go a long way toward paving a smoother road for video game mythos to continue to grow prosper and ride off into the shiny little sunset of video game myths as we expand our horizons that's so beautiful so nice uh one last thing i did want to touch on though before we go is something we've iterated a few times. This podcast is for you. This podcast is by you. So if you like the new ideas that we're throwing out and you think that maybe you'd want to be a part of it, do hit us up with those video game characters. But the most important thing is get your friends involved. Get your family involved. Get the your weird uncle that does nothing but playing video games Probably involved. World of Warcraft. Exactly. You know, there, there's some cool lore behind World of Warcraft. It might bleed over into Warcraft, but... You know, we can find what well, is the world of Warcraft. Exactly, <laughs> we'll be able to find something. But uh, I agree, yeah. though. Just whatever you do, don't submit tales from Sonic the Hedgehog because you've had some lifelong sexual confusion because you thought that that character was a girl. I feel targeted. 
right now. <laughs> Did you think Tails was a girl? <laughs> no, but oh, not like you this, also Michael. never played. Uh, never shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos. My name is Ryan. My name is Michael, and this is Video Game Mythos. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>